guys know me by now. You probably guess which one it is. Happy end to November and almost December. And you know, I thought I would get better at procrastinating, but not this month. I think my procrastinating will be a 2024 goal for me because we all know it didn't really happen this year <laughs> but it's okay you know you live and you learn you grow and life throws cur- curveballs at times which <laughs> this year definitely threw me a whole lot of curveballs from career-wise to uh, personal to medical to family so many freaking curveballs throw my way and you know you just gotta go with the flow as I try to do it's often hard so yeah procrastination my I I was gonna talk about this next month but just I I could think of two things off the top of my head that I really want to get better at I always like to reflect on the year and try to make some goals for next year and two I could think of automatically and I bet a lot of people could guess also, is procrastinating, which I, I don't procrastinate on really important things. Although, now that I think about it, I had to pay a bill. I had to pay my medical bill, my lab work. But I don't procrastinate on super important things, um, just a bunch of like little things I have to get done. Another thing that I really, really, really want to get better at in 2024 is packing because when I go on a trip I pack like I am gone for two months it is so bad so that's something that I'm gonna work on and hopefully I will master and a lot of other goals as well but we will talk about that next month because next month is December and now it is the end of November which means we have a lot to talk about there were so many things that happened and I hope y'all had a really great Halloween, a great end to, I guess, fall's not over. I was going to say a great end to fall, but maybe you're listening to this at the end of December, and it is the end of fall, so a great end of whatever season you're in. And I had a busy month, not crazy, which I like. Big things that happened since the last podcast was... Halloween. I guess I did the last podcast before Halloween, so I did enjoy Halloween very much. I did work, and unfortunately, I could not wear a costume to work, but I'm very sneaky, and I did in my own way. I wore a yellow dress, and I brought some salt, (laughs) and I also brought an umbrella because it was raining, and I was the Morton Salt Girl, so... Salty that I couldn't wear a costume, but you know, it is what it is. I'm a professional, and yeah, I wish I could have been a floating cloud, though. But I was a Morton Salt Girl, and Morton actually tweeted me back. They liked my costume a lot. I'll post... Mm. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Oh, I keep saying it every episode. I'll post it on the Instagram, and I have not posted... Let me look at the last time I posted something on the Instagram... Jacqueline, come on. Um, Yeah, the last thing I posted was August 31st. So, you know, that's going great. 
I am going to try to do better about that. Maybe right now I'll post some more into Salt Girl. Wow. I suck. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So I dressed up as the Morton Salt Girl and it was nice because I could do it casually. I have to wear a dress to work anyway. So I just picked yellow that day and I happened to bring salt and I happened to also bring an umbrella because it was raining and I also happened to bring white stockings <laughs> and what else that's it I guess but I'll post a picture of that because it was really cool and Morton Salt tweeted me back which was amazing but I also went apple picking at Carter Mountain which was amazing I recommend not doing it how I did it uh, it was one it was really hot when we went also, I decided to pick the closest apples first, and then I got the biggest container possible, obviously, because I'm so extra, but I went to the closest spot to pick the apples, and then I decided to end at the furthest spot where the container was probably like, I don't know, 40 pounds, and it was like 80 degrees, and I was in a sweater because, you know... You're going apple picking, you want to kind of dress like fall, even though it might not feel like fall out there. So don't do that. If you go apple picking, one, dress accordingly to the weather. Also, I recommend going further first because, you know, I burnt a lot of calories that day. Yeah. I also went camping. That was really cool. That was, I think, the weekend of Halloween in Stanton. And it was really funny because I actually really liked that campsite I went to. Something with a W. But we arrived and every campsite was like decorated for Halloween. It was so nice. It was such a beautiful campground. And I didn't bring Halloween decorations. We just camped in a tent. But I was going to the zombie walk the next morning. Which meant I had to make my zombie shirt. So... I had red paint, I had a lighter, and I burnt the shirt, threw some red paint on it, cut it up, and obviously had to dry from the trees. So it was really funny because I actually had to do that. I had to have the clothes dry, but also it was like kind of our decor. We were getting some weird looks, but you know, multitasking here, Halloween decorations, and also preparing for the next day. So enjoyed Halloween as I always do. Y'all know me. I love dressing up every year. It's my favorite. What else? Oh, I power washed outside. For those that have never power washed, it is so satisfying. I couldn't think of the word. So satisfying. It is just like those things that just, like the videos, like satisfying videos. Some people love like popping pimples. Some people love, um, I don't know. I actually, another satisfying thing that I like recently is I got a squeegee thing for, because now I have glass doors in my bathroom, and I love, like, squeegeeing after I shower, and it just is, like, almost like cleaning your windshield on your car, but power washing, so satisfying. I recommend doing it, and it looks like a whole new place out there. Oh, I hosted Friendsgiving, which is I kind of why I wanted to power wash I wanted to it was like my first big event here in my apartment and I wanted to make it look nice out there so Friendsgiving was amazing I had some of my work friends I had some of my friends from Williamsburg I had some of my friend my family I had 
a lot of really important people in my life all come all, all together and it was just amazing. It was so fun. Speaking of Friendsgiving, speaking of Thanksgiving, I celebrated that. I did work, but I am so thankful for so many things. It is the month of November, which means I always use this month to remind myself of things I am thankful for because oftentimes in the mix of it, you get kind of lose track of some things. And for me, important things that I am thankful for, my family, my friends, my dog, my job, my coworkers, all the loyal viewers, the sweet, sweet people that message me every morning that watch 8 News. I'm thankful for my arms, my legs, for a roof over my head, for being on this earth and having amazing family. I'm thankful for my education. I'm thankful for even the mean people out there I'm thankful for because they only make me stronger. So thank you to the haters. I'm thankful for so many things. I could go on and on. I'm really ultimately just thankful to be on this earth and to do what I do to be exactly where I am right now. And other things that happened this month that I am thankful for. Oh, I voted. That's something to be thankful for in America. I went to Lexington for the first time, which is amazing. If you you haven't been to Lexington, Virginia, y'all have to go. It is so cute. It's so quaint. I love it. Uh, Where did I say? called but I stayed in the cutest hotel and it was just so cool I went to the coolest bookstore see this is the stuff I really need to start posting Mm, I'm gonna get better I'm gonna get better um and then probably on my like top two things this month was being able to talk to Crenshaw Elementary School the kindergartners so cute and also Virginia Tech the meteorology students there in the AMS chapter and also alumni those two talks were amazing I first went to Crenshaw Elementary and I was really nervous because it was actually like my first talk that I was able like I was able to go to and get approved for because a lot of times my schedule just conflicts with it or it's just too far or Something happens, but I was able to go to this and I was so, so, so honored to be there because from the second I walked in to everyone in the front office, they made me feel so welcomed. Immediately they knew who I was and they're like, oh my goodness, we watched you from the get-go and you've just grown. It was just so heartwarming. I got to the kindergarten class, there was about like a hundred kids, I want to say, and they were just like oh my goodness mrs waters they were so polite so many students were dressed in rainbows and suns and i mean obviously their parents knew i was coming so i guess that's why it was just so cute we made a tornado in a bottle they were so interested they were so involved they were raising their hands and the teachers were amazing even after the talk like i hung back i talked to the teachers a lot and Honestly, like, it was just so great. It was just so great. I cried when I got in my car. I was just so grateful. They gave me a Crenshaw t-shirt. They wrote me a handwritten card that's hanging up. And, wow. Like, that is probably my top favorite thing about my job. That I get to 
go out and I get to hopefully, I mean, I impact these kids. I got a lot of emails. I got a lot of messages from parents of children that were at that talk saying, wow, like my kid came home. They were so excited. They want to be a meteorologist now. Like, you don't know. I feel like crying right now. (laughs) It just makes me so emotional. But like being able to do that is just amazing. So I hope to do many more. Before I get so sidetracked, I could talk about that for a while. Uh, I also went to Virginia Tech the next day, which was incredible. I had so much fun there. I felt so welcome there. They were, it was, well, one, it was just very different. Obviously, I'm not talking to kindergartners. I'm not talking about the basics of weather. Everyone is studying the weather here or are in careers in meteorology. And actually, one of my old coworkers, Lindsay, shout out, I love you. She was there uh, virtually because she went to Virginia Tech. So that was really cool. But it was basically a talk about the pros and cons because I have been in a couple different positions in meteorology, private, public, contract, now broadcast, and just my pros, cons, and just everything that encompasses each. So that helped them a lot. I also started it with pictures of my hives and pictures, actually no, not pictures of me fainting, but I told them that I used to faint, I used to pass out during public speaking. I was terrified of it, and I kind of still am. Something in it still scares me, but it also makes me so excited, because I feel like I always have a lot to say, and I don't know. (laughs) That sounds weird, but I feel like, I don't know. I guess when I'm excited about what I'm talking about, which is weather usually so I love it but yeah that was just amazing and so many people came up to me after saying you don't know how much that spoke to me or how much I needed that because I've been afraid to get into the broadcast field and I mean you showed pictures of your hives and you said you never thought you would which is true I never thought I would and it just inspired a lot so many people said it was really inspirational So that was amazing. I got a Virginia Tech shirt and we went out after. It was just great. Overall, those two talks were amazing. I couldn't, like I just wish I could do that every day. I wish I could just put those memories in a bottle and save them, which I guess I can, but I just want to relive that. That was fun. But yeah, before I get so off track, because obviously I already am. Oh gosh, how do I get so behind on time? I just want to say thank you so much to both Crenshaw Elementary, to Virginia Tech. Y'all made me feel so welcome. You made me feel so loved. And uh, I just want to relive that over and over again. It was just amazing. And hopefully I inspired some and I left my contact information. So hopefully everyone feels welcome to reach out to me because I always am there to help. As I always say here, anything you guys need, just message me. Hopefully I see it because I'm really bad at social media lately. But yeah, that was one of my top favorite things. Um, what else? I think that's pretty much it. I guess, so one of my goals for December is, y'all know I love my animals, dogs, cats, lizards, everything. And I want to donate a big chunk of money to the Humane Society in Williamsburg because it is the giving season one, but also it's it's the holidays and I just feel so bad for all the doggies and kittens and all the animals that don't have homes and I just want to 
be able to, I haven't decided if I'm going to give them money or if I'm going to buy treats, toys, that sort of thing with the money and then give it to them. So I haven't decided on that, but I did decide on starting my dog bandanas again. And for those that don't know, I started this last, what year are we in? 2023. No, so I started in 2022 in, I want to say March, because Garrison got diagnosed with heartworms again, which I don't even want to get sidetracked in this whole story, but so a vet finally said that, oh no, he actually has them. That was wrong, all his other tests, and I obviously give him heartworm prevention. So that was a whole shock, but yeah, long story short, he had to get treated for heartworms again. So for those that don't know, heartworm treatment is very aggressive. It is so hard on the dogs, and it's also very expensive. So, so expensive. And you have to keep your dog basically not active, which that's really hard for a dog, especially Garrison. And especially when I lived on the fourth floor because I had to take him down. We had no elevator. Take him down four flights of stairs to go to the bathroom constantly because they're on medicine. Oh, that's another thing. The medicine he was on after, holy crap. They drink so much water because I guess it dehydrates you. And he had to pee like every hour. I got a lot of steps in when I lived there, but... It's very aggressive, it is very expensive, and that is why a lot of my friends were like, why don't you set up a GoFundMe? And I'm like, no, because I don't want to have people just donate without getting anything. So I thought of the idea of dog bandanas. So I started that. I started basically just posting it on my Instagram story and just having friends Venmo me, and then I sent them dog bandanas. I sent them pictures of Garrison and homemade dog treats. And it was really, it also helped get my mind off of it, which I really appreciated. But I also started an Etsy shop. I kind of stopped that because I raised enough money to help with the cost and I paid the other costs. So kind of stopped, but I thought, you know what? I love crafting and I love animals and people have been messaging me asking like, if I'm going to do that again. So I started my Etsy shop again and I'm going to start doing it. And I am going to donate a good chunk of the proceeds to the Humane Society, but also save some for materials because hmm, cricket materials are expensive and everything is, (laughs) everything's so dang expensive now. But That's kind of what's been happening in my life. A couple other things maybe here and there, but basically work, sleep, travel, power washing, enjoying life. You know, just the usual. I hope you have been enjoying life as well. And if you haven't, if you need a little uh, drink recommendation... Oh, wrong button. drink recommendation you're in luck because I got it (laughs) I am gonna give you a drink recommendation of the month I've been extra tired and I know there is a lot of studies out there that the change of seasons especially when it gets cold changes a lot of things mentally physically emotionally all that 
and I don't know what it's been, but I've been sleeping so much, and it's really unlike me. I don't really nap like that. I don't even nap in general, but I've been just napping every second I could get. You know, for those that need just a little pick-me-up, a little bit of a, you know, keep you up when you watch a movie, because I fall asleep the second the movie comes on, this is your drink, and it is the espresso martini. And I love espresso martinis. I don't really drink them often. In fact, I don't really drink anything often other than water. Jacqueline Waters, always drinking water, always having to pee. It's kind of what I'm known for at work. I'm always having to pee in the middle of a show and you can't really pee because you're mic'd up, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a struggle. But anyways, the espresso martini recipe I use is two ounces vodka. I think I, I often use Tito's because I'm sure most people know they have that little tag on it and it says vodka for dog people. That's why I love Tito's. Hopefully they donate. I gotta look that up. But you could use Tito's. I think I've used Absolute maybe I've used. Probably Ciroc. Um, really anything. But probably not something that crappy or it might taste crappy but two ounces of vodka of your preference one half ounce of coffee liqueur and that's usually Kahlua and then one ounce of espresso so you can make that at home especially I usually make it with a French press but there's a couple different ways you could do that you could just look it up and then one half ounce of simple syrup, which is really easy to make at home also. And then basically you just do the espresso, you let it cool, you add ice to a shaker, and then you add the cooled coffee, cooled espresso. Or I guess you could probably just use coffee, um, one ounce coffee. Simple syrup, Kahlua, and then vodka. You shake it, it gets foamy, and then you strain it into the martini glass and then you top it off with some coffee beans and you cheers and you drink it. It's pretty good. So that's my recipe I usually use, but feel free to look up your own. And if you're not a person that drinks alcohol, then I recommend you to go out and to get a good coffee that you typically wouldn't. Maybe like a holiday coffee, maybe a nitro brew coffee of some sort or maybe make your own coffee at home but try a different coffee because you know it's getting cold out there and we all need a little pick-me-up we need some caffeine and now honestly if you, okay if you don't drink caffeine at all pick up a good tea i've been having a lot of tea lately and i like tea so those are your drink recommendations and especially with the seasons changing it's nice to have a little pick-me-up so you're welcome for your drink recommendation. You know what's next. Your date recommendation, which this month is... <laughs> it's, a little bit, it's a little bit funny. So it's if you are with a friend or a partner or a spouse to have them blindfold you and to go into a store and have them guide you into an aisle and then just with their guidance because don't drop anything don't break anything pick up something random and whatever it is whether you have to eat it you have to drink it you have to do it you have to 
make it, you have to read it, anything of that sort. That's what you have to do that day, that night, or that day, whatever it is, that morning, and vice versa. So if you are with a partner, spouse, friend, then also blindfold them and take them to an aisle and do that. But if you're not, you don't do that because I am just, I was going to do it today. I was in the grocery store. I'm like, that's what I was thinking about the date. I'm like, you know, I'm by myself right now. I want to do it, but I didn't. So if you're not, I want you to just pick something you never, ever, ever would try and just try it because, you know, we all need to step outside of our comfort zone every now and then. So there you go. Have fun with that. Let me know what you get. Hopefully it's not like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the most gross food. Olives. Oh, I hate olives. Or... Uh, fish eyes or something (laughs) oh okay yeah have fun have fun everyone (laughs) okay and now two t's and an l so you know how to play two of these will be true one will be a lie whoever guesses the lie first and dms me direct messages for those that don't know me the answer to weather underscore and underscore whatever the instagram will get a free craft sent by yours truly and made by yours truly and i will find out what you like and i'll send you something so good luck guess the lie and send it to me or don't and just play along but don't cheat you let me see you probably will actually if you listen to this whole episode you probably will get the answer maybe you'll at least get one for sure and there'll be a 50 50 but good luck number one volcanic eruptions impact our climate and they mostly warm the earth two The 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens was the most destructive volcanic eruption in United States history. And number three, our Hawaiian volcano, Kilauea, has lava that is over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the lie. Good luck. With that all being said, I guess I didn't say what we're going to talk about yet this episode, which is Volcanoes Part 2. And it is going to be a little bit more brief because we did talk about it last episode. And I was playing with the idea of maybe talking about earthquakes this episode, but I didn't want to keep it too long. So just volcanoes part two. I guess so last episode we talked about tectonic plates where volcanoes exist, the different types of them, type the different types of volcanoes, um, eruption types, and just some of the hazards and impacts. And today we'll talk about I know I promised last episode viscosity which is something that's pretty cool and climate and weather impacts from a volcanic eruption and basically whatever else I get to depending on how much time I have which I already don't have a lot of time so I don't know but also the big thing I did promise last episode was my Kilauea story because this is a month that it happened six years ago in 2017 so 
for those that don't know, I went to school in Hawaii, University of Hawaii, and my minor is in geology and geophysics. So I took a lot of geology classes, volcanology, and just a couple other really cool classes. So last podcast episode, I did talk about my first trip out to Kilauea, which was in October, and that was my volcanology trip that went so well. But my second trip was in November 2017, and it did not go so well. And it was for my emergency management class, which was actually a grad level class. And I'm happy it was a grad level class. Let's just leave it at that. You'll probably understand at the end of this. So it started fine. Uh, We were on the Big Island, and I forget what we did the first day. But it was great so far. The point of the trip was to go there and pretend like we were evacuating the island, which was the big island, because the road system is very unique. So we kind of evaluated the road, the gridding system. We, I mean, this was six years ago, so I'm trying to remember. I remember we went to a really nice bakery, too, but (laughs) that wasn't... That wasn't uh, part of the science. Um, I forget exactly. But we were, our main thing was like looking at the roads, trying to figure out what road we would close, our steps of action if the volcano was to erupt explosively or another major natural disaster. So that was the whole trip. And ironically enough, We were the ones that kind of had to evacuate ourselves, which is crazy to think about because that was the second day. So the second day was basically going out to the volcano and enjoying all of Pele's beauty, which is the whole spiritual side of it. But the trip was with my emergency management class, which was all grad level students. There was a couple of undergrads. And then also my professor, obviously, who was the state volcanologist of Hawaii. And I don't know if he still is, but he is such a great guy. We used to play games in class. He used to bring us wine and food. And for those that scored best on quizzes, he would get us shirts. So I have so many shirts from him. He, he was one of the best professors I've ever had. He's such a great guy. Um, so don't hold this against him, but he is the state volcanologist or was rather don't know if he is still, but I'm not even going to say his name cause I don't want to rat him out, but you could probably look it up also. So that's who I was with. And as I said, the first day we basically went to go explore and evaluate. And then the second day we were going to the volcano Kilauea. So my professor came out to me, Javis and Moana those were the only meteorologists on the trip the rest were geologists and he was like okay it's raining like when do you guys think it will stop what do you think yada 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 and I said well it's not gonna storm but it's probably not gonna stop raining so I think everyone should just vote and if people don't feel comfortable then they stay back and for those that want to go they go because that was kind of the whole point of the trip and believe it or not Flying inter-island is not cheap. I want to say like I paid $500 for that flight round trip. Which is crazy because that's the amount I'm paying round trip to go to Paris now that I think about it. 
and I'm just going so close, but you can't, like, you can't go any other way. I guess you could take a boat, but you need to know someone. Or, I wonder if they have, okay, stay on track, Jacqueline, <laughs> stay on track. But, so anyways, we voted, and obviously everyone wanted to go. It was just drizzling, and lucky enough for me, I did bring my goggles with, like, the little nose piece, and that comes in handy later. People were making fun of me, but I also, did I have, I don't know if I had contacts at this time. And that maybe that's why I was like, you know what, I don't want my glasses to get foggy. I don't know. Maybe I did. Hmm. Oh, gosh. I, I wish I could remember what I ate this morning for breakfast, nonetheless, this six years ago. But I know I had goggles, and we rented out basically like mountain bikes and we biked on the old lava flows because they're hardened and we went out to the new lava and then there was a point where we had to lock our bikes up and we had to walk and our professor took us out to the prohibited spot where we weren't supposed to uh so yeah that's when it started to go a little bit downhill for those that don't know in basically like a lava field there's these things called fissures basically like fractures cracks in the ground and it's just where the lava flows under or it erupts out of and they could be maybe a couple centimeters or they could be inches to feet wide so you have to be careful when you're walking out on a lava field when it's clear but for us, I mean, I was already like a little bit, a little bit scared when it was clear. For us, it gets even worse. So we get to the lava flows. For those that don't know, it does flow very, very slowly. And I went in 2017. So can't say for other eruptions, but for the time I was there, very, very slow. And 2017, I believe it was erupting since 1983. And then it stopped in 2018. And then started again, I think, 2020 to 2021. And then September 2021 through 2022. And then I know there was a January 2023 summit eruption. And then a couple other ones throughout the year, I think June and September. But Kilauea is very active and... Typically, it is very slow, which is why, obviously, you could go visit it, and you could go explore it, and it's really interesting. For anyone that is listening and that wants to visit a volcano, I think you should, because it's, it's fascinating, but I'm also biased, because I'm a scientist, but yeah. So, anyways, I think I talked about this last month, but volcanoes do emit gases and a lot of these are not good for the environment or for yourself and Kilauea is composed mainly of water vapor also carbon dioxide sulfur dioxide and trace amounts of other gases that includes hydrogen sulfide hydrogen fluoride and carbon monoxide but mainly water vapor but the main hazard in Kilauea, the gas, is sulfur dioxide. So, not the best to breathe this in all the time. And especially when you're breathing in a lot at 
once and this happened so basically I mean it was raining the whole time our shoes were we were all soaked we were in ponchos we had bright vest on but we were soaking wet luckily it wasn't cold it doesn't really get cold in Hawaii unless you are up high in the mountains but obviously it was raining and out of nowhere it just started like pouring and all this rain all the water was going into the cracks in the surface and the lava's underneath there so when the rain hit the hot lava it was basically producing this steam and basically just was a complete whiteout and it went from like good to bad within probably like two minutes it was so bad and I do have pictures I think I was like the last person to take a picture in front of the lava and then out of nowhere you just couldn't even see your hand it was so crazy how fastly it happened and it just instantly it got bad you we all knew right from the get-go like holy crap but we were all trying to stay calm and this is where I appreciated that it was a grad level class and not an undergrad class because I could only imagine I actually wasn't supposed to go on this trip because I was getting over pneumonia and I remember I got like an x-ray a couple days before. I wasn't contagious or anything, but my doctor was like, eh, you're going to a volcano? I don't know. But I still went. He did, He said, he didn't say no. He just said I would be very careful. But obviously, I tried to be very careful. You know, Mother Nature does its things. And I remember someone giving an inhaler to me. I was like passing out. And I heard people crying, screaming. It was scary. I know my professor drop he was older he had hiking poles and he dropped one and <laughs> Davis god bless him he was trying to find it and he, I remember him telling me the story after he's like I was pretending kind of but I'm not sticking my hand in one of those cracks and hitting lava because I mean you can't like it's close at points you're really close to the lava flowing underneath you and I mean one you feel the heat but two you can't put your hand in lava that would burn but yeah, so my professor dropped his hiking poles. People came out bloody. It was scary. I heard people screaming in pain, and that's when we knew we had to do something because people's feet were literally boiling, and that's what some people did tell me after because we had the water in our boots from all the rain. Some people were saying that they felt the water in their boots boiling, and I will never forget that. I didn't feel it, thankfully. I, the people that were closer to the plume... Because there was probably about like, I want to say like 25 of us felt it. And that's when we knew. I think it was just like a couple. Javis, Javis was at the end trying to find our professor's polls. I was so nervous about him. Uh, but yeah, so we knew we, had to, we knew we had to move. We knew we had to stay calm. And we knew we couldn't move fast because there was those cracks in the ground, the fissures that just, if someone falls through... I mean, that's not good. That's not good. There's lava under there. So I remember that I was like, okay, let's try to see which way the wind's blowing from. And we all tried to get to a higher part because it was relatively flat, but there were some high points. So I remember trying to get to a high point, trying to feel which way the wind was blowing and trying to, one, get a relief from the gas. It was just like all white trying to see above it and also trying to breathe better it was really really hard to breathe that's one thing I really remember I was very I was really struggling so we got to the higher ground 
and we were trying to find which way the wind was blowing. We did, and we went that way because we figured it was from the ocean. We thanked the land-sea-breeze interactions. Thank you. And we held hands. We all linked up, and we went one by one. I believe the guy in the front was actually retired from the Air Force, and he guided us. We trusted him with our life. We trusted the person in front of us with their life. I mean, the people, I got so close to these people. We went through life-death experience together, but we were just linked up, and then the person in front of you basically told you how many inches approximately you had to step over. And all thanks to this guy in the front, I don't know how he did it, but he did. And you just, you did it. And I don't know in front of me or behind me, but I never unlinked from anyone near me. I didn't see anyone else near me unlink. And we all made it through. I know a lot of people had some injuries, but we all got through and we got to the water. We saw where the lava was meeting the ocean, which is really cool. And we were able to see a lot better. And we kind of just followed the coast we hugged the edge of the coast all the way back and once we got back I remember someone at the front when we were turning the mountain bikes we did find our mountain bikes again because we got out of that active lava field someone at the front saying they closed down the park because the conditions and they were going to send people out to come search for us so that's how bad it was it was really scary our professor got us cases of beer after And I don't think they go on that trip anymore. But if I were you, if you have a chance to go out to a volcano, I still recommend doing so. Because that was was probably like my top, in my top five crazy adventures to this day. I love it. I have a volcano tattooed on my ankle. And I'll never forget it. And I do live a crazy life. I know that. (laughs) So if you have a chance to go out to a volcano, don't let my story discourage you. Please go out because Mother Nature is beautiful and volcanoes are just so interesting. So, with all that being said, there's the Kilauea story. I hope I said it smoothly. If you have any questions, let me know. It was amazing, although it was also really scary and I was just really excited to be alive. Three months after that was the missile threat, December 10th. No, two months. Yeah. And then we had tsunami warning. I remember like the last year of college I was like holy crap all the crap that the life death experience I was through I'm like I think I'm ready to leave Hawaii I love you Hawaii but also you are testing me so yeah that's my story if you have any questions let me know I love it and Kilauea will always hold a special piece of my heart so now let's move on to some other volcano things I know I talked about basically a lot of the basics last time what they are the main types some of those hazards but one thing I remember I said I would talk about was viscosity which is something we studied a lot in volcanology class and that's basically the resistance to flow so it's basically the opposite of fluid fluidity oh I can't say that word fluidity I don't know if I said that right fluid fluidity that sounds weird it's basically the opposite of fluidity and also could be thought of as how quickly or slowly a fluid moves when disturbed it depends on a lot of things so it depends on composition the temperature and the gas content 
So the higher silicon dioxide content that the magma has means the higher viscosity than compared to a lower silicon dioxide content. Also, lower temperature magmas have higher viscosity than higher temperature magmas. So those are two big components. And this viscosity is also associated with how explosive the eruption is and how dangerous it is. Ultimately, more viscosity, the higher viscosity lava has, means the more explosive the eruption will be. So relatively cool and magma that has a higher silicon dioxide content will be more explosive. And basically relatively cool magma has more difficulty flowing out of a volcano. And as that magma slowly rises, as it does, the ground will be basically bowed upward. And as this bowing continues in the surface, it eventually cracks and that will eventually allow the pressure to be released. So the more viscous the lava is, the higher viscosity that lava has means the more explosive it is usually. Viscosity is cool. Geology rocks. <laughs> Another thing I really wanted to talk about is the impacts on weather and climate. I won't go too deep into this because it might bore you a little bit, but I find it pretty fascinating. And this will also give you a hint to the two T's and an L. So it has impacts on both weather and climate. I guess I will start with weather. It often rains a lot. You have lightning and thunder during an eruption. And basically this is because you have the ash particles, these dust particles that are thrown up into the atmosphere, basically exploded up into the atmosphere. And they are good at attracting, collecting these water droplets on them. And there's a lot of unknown about exactly how the lightning is caused and even just lightning in general I feel like there's still a lot to learn from a meteorology standpoint but especially lightning in a volcano but we think it probably involves these particles being blown up moving through the atmosphere and separating those charges so we know lightning has a lot to do with charged particles so Basically, these particles are moving through the air, they're being blown up, and they're separating into positively and negatively, positively, that sounds weird when I say it, positively and negatively charged particles. So that is some of those things. Also, you get some really cool clouds. So massive volcanic eruptions create in my opinion, maybe not everyone's, beautiful clouds, pyrocumulus. Obviously, eruptions are not beautiful, especially when they impact land, impact property, especially people, and cause destruction. But I'm just saying clouds are beautiful. I think clouds are beautiful, even some of the dangerous ones. And these massive volcanic eruptions create these pyrocumulus clouds. And these are what produce lightning. They could produce wind vortices and... They just look really beautiful, even though they cause a lot of destruction. Another theory on how lightning could form in a volcanic eruption is similar to a thunderstorm. You have 
ice particles in a thunderstorm, you have these volcanic materials in a eruption, and they're basically colliding with each other at high speeds when they're erupting. And these collisions can cause separation of charges, so those positive and negative charges in volcanic clouds, and that's what creates that lightning. Also, another cool phenomenon is that volcanic eruption plumes can produce weather events that look like tornadoes, but actually aren't tornadoes. And I should post the picture I have because it was like a tornado-looking element, although it wasn't a tornado. It was pretty neat. But not true tornadoes. They could produce some really pretty images, though, for those photographers out there. And this is all because the air inside the eruption plume, that magma, lava, it's so hot, as you know. Well, maybe you don't know, but that's a two T's and an L. It's very hot, and hot air rises, so it's buoyant, and it rises, and it draws more air in from underneath, and as that wind blows the plume away, more air gets pulled in from the side, and that creates a vortex. So basically that's how that happens. So a lot of micro-weather elements out there, but I mean, I, I hate to say it, but like, it's not as impactful as the actual volcanic eruption itself, in my opinion, but maybe that's just me being naive. I don't know. Because if a volcanic eruption's near you, I think that's going to be the thing you worry about, whether it's lightning or raining, you know? So, some cool weather elements do happen from it, though, and definitely photo photogenic, photographic. Beautiful photographers capture those beautiful moments. They do have impacts on the climate, and believe it or not, most volcanic eruptions actually cool the planet because they block the su some of the sunlight from reaching the Earth, that incoming solar radiation. So this cooling effect can last for months, it could last for years, depending on the characteristics of the eruption. And although I say most have that cooling effect, some definitely could also warm it, which we'll talk about, but an example of this is actually Mount Pinatubo. In 1991, the eruption of Mount Pina Pinatubo, I suck at pronouncing, Mount Pinatubo, <laughs> because of this eruption, cooler than average temperatures were recorded worldwide. Also, something that brings totally not climate related is beautiful sunrises, sunsets, because you have all this uh, dust, this particle in the atmosphere, and that refracts, reflects off, making a beautiful sunrise and sunset. How it does cool the earth is because the sulfur dioxide that's erupted is combined with water to form droplets of sulfuric acid, and this blocks the sunlight, the solar radiation incoming from reaching the earth's surface, and basically that cools the temperatures in some regions, but also in this case worldwide. And an eruption the size of Mount Pinatubo could actually impact the weather for several years. And also, something similar happened in 1815, which was the eruption of Tambora in Indonesia. And this was actually the most powerful eruption in recorded history. And this eruption lowered global temperatures by about three degrees Celsius. And even after a year 
since their eruption, majority of the northern hemisphere experience much cooler temperatures during the summer months. And in parts of Europe and also in North America, 1816, which was the year after, was known as the year without a summer. So volcanic eruptions could cause global impacts, which is pretty crazy when you think about it because, I mean, hurricanes are ginormous, but they don't really cause such major impacts like a volcanic eruption can. But also, in the retrospect, you do have carbon dioxide that's emitted from a volcano. And in the 1980 eruption, Mount St. Helens, about 10 million tons of carbon dioxide was emitted into the atmosphere in only nine hours. However, humans definitely put in a large amount of carbon monoxide. And I believe it's about two and a half hours to put the same amount of carbon monoxide into the atmosphere that Mount St. Helens did, a major eruption in nine hours. So volcanic eruptions definitely could cause warming, but more so it does cause cooling. So volcanic eruptions has a pretty big impact on the climate and also the weather, especially when it's a big volcanic eruption, which is when when you have highly viscous lava (laughs) but hopefully that wasn't too boring i hope not but now i'm gonna lighten it up and i'm gonna switch to the whatever topic which is christmas gifts which i feel like i really excel in that's like one of the biggest compliments i get that i'm a really good gift giver so i'm gonna give you guys some tips for this holiday season because we are right upon it In fact, I'm almost done with my holiday shopping, which is nice. But some Christmas gifts out there. I'm going to kind of split it up into categories, hopefully. I know some people, actually a lot of my people, a lot of my friends, a lot of my coworkers and acquaintances come to me for gift ideas. So I said, you know what? This is a great idea to talk about whatever this month. So here we have it. For those that don't know, I'll start with board games, because <laughs> for those that don't know, I love board games. I am a board game adv- advocate. I love it so much. I think it has to do with me being an only child, but they also make great Christmas gifts, especially if you're a little bit tight on a budget. They're not too expensive usually. Some of them are. Holy crap, some of them are, and... I want to make a board game because, you know what, they can't be, like some of the games I I want, I'm like, can that really be $70 to make? No. So, I'm going to make a board game by next year. Wait for it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a crazy idea one day, but some board games that I love include wordsters i found this board game at a thrift store and it is amazing it's a word game you have to basically it's kind of like categories you have to basically think of 10 actually you know what i'm not going to say it i'm not going to explain each game i'm not going to because then i'm gonna oh i could explain this for a half hour 
each game. So, so I'm not going to. Wordsters is a good word game. And if you have any specific questions on any of these games, please reach out and I will gladly send you voice messages about the details. But I'm not going to bore everyone with it now or waste my time. Wordsters, great word game. Found it at the thrift store for a dollar. I think it sells online for like $60 because I had a couple friends play it with me and they're like, holy crap, this is so fun. They looked on eBay and they had to like auction for it. Ticket to Ride. It is a kind of a strategy game, I guess you would put it in. Sequence, another great game I found at the thrift store. It kind of is like um, Connect 4 and Tic-Tac-Toe with cards, but also with pieces. <laughs> I'm not trying to speak long about these. Oh, Poetry for Neanderthals. I can't say that word. Poetry for Neanderthals. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't say that word. Great game. Great game. It's funny. It's a good drinking game, I guess. Party game. Scattergory is one of my favorites. I love it. I don't think I need to describe that one. What do you mean? Another good drinking party game. We actually played that out on Thanksgiving. Being Boozled. I love that one. I'm just looking at my game shelf, honestly. Love it. Good prank game. Oh, I love it. I usually make my family play it during the holidays. Uh, code names. That's a good uh, partner strategy game. Cards that are involved. Uh, some more classics that I love. Three more I'll end with. Taboo, Yahtzee, and Clue won't describe any of those hopefully you know them but board games great gift to give for christmas i feel like ultimately everyone loves a board game and if they don't i know a lot of people re-gift so that's an easy thing to re-gift if they really hate board games but i would never re-gift a board game i would love to know everyone's opinion on re-gifting i will not say anything else <laughs> Um, okay, so for some hard people that may be hard to give gifts, I made you a list. So I have this foot mask <laughs> that I really love. Anyone that I gave it to has really enjoyed it. My parents love it. I get it for them every year. And you basically just put it on your feet for like, I think it's like 45 minutes. And your feet, because my, my parents have bad calluses. So I guess it's not for everyone. I guess it's for people that have really dry feet have trouble with their feet your skin falls off and it's like baby's bottom it is so insane what this foot mask does to you so if you need that let me know uh, i have it somewhere i forget what it's called off the top of my head but i got it on amazon it's not too expensive another one is lotto tickets because everyone loves lotto tickets. You have a chance to win a million dollars. So that's a good one. Especially stock and stuffers. Also, for those that don't know, the million dollar puzzle, that's a great one. I have given that to a couple of my friends. And so you can't always get it. I haven't looked if you could get it this year yet at this time. But it depends on when they're doing it. But basically, you have a couple of months. You have to finish this. It's a QR code. And you scan the QR code. And you either win... 25 cents all the way up to a million dollars. I think only one person wins a million dollars. And I was so pissed off because 
I completed it one day late and they would not let me scan it. I just wanted them to let me know what I won because actually that's probably good they didn't because if I won a million dollars and I was one day late I would be pissed. But million dollar puzzle. Even though mm, I'm mad at the company because they didn't put that on the box. Great gift. Mm, let me move on before I get even more mad. Apple tags. Another great gift. Whether I guess you have to have an Apple iPhone though. Now that I think about it. But I think it's a great gift because I want to put one on my dog's collar. You could put it on... I want to put it on my Kindle because I lose my Kindle a lot. Wallet. You put it in your book bag. You put it in your laptop case. I think that's a great gift for anyone. Also, um, a silk pillowcase. Silk is so good on everyone's hair. It's good on your skin. Everyone sleeps. Everyone needs a pillow. I guess not everyone, but people like pillows. So that's a great one to get if you have no idea what to get. Everyone sleeps. I love silk. So, um, so those are for some of the hard ones. Maybe some more sentimental ones are you could make a coupon book, which I've done. If Also, this helps if you're broke, too, because you could put things in that are free, like free foot massage, free clean your car, free cook your dinner, free... I don't know. Take out the trash. You could have clean your bathtub. You could have anything. You name it. You could have some spicy things in there. You could add whatever you want. And I guess that is a really good one if you're broke as well. Another good one that I have given a lot of people is the What I Love About You book. You could get multiple different versions. I know I gave it to my dad when he was going into open heart surgery. He cried like a baby. Berju, my best friend, has given it to me. I've given it to her. And you basically just fill in the pages. It's a little mini book that people could take around. And I always have mine close. I love it. And you just read it. And your person who gave it to you filled it in. And it's just very special. So that's a great one. And they have multiple different versions. And if you guys need the link to any of these, just let me know. Um, what else do I have on here? Oh, another great one. I guess this is a little sentimental. Is a You could make a playlist for someone. And you print out the Spotify code and you put it on something. So whether it be a picture frame. I've embroidered it on sweatshirts. I've printed it on with my Cricut on iron-on on sweatshirts. You could do so many different things with a Spotify code. Or it could just be a song that means something to you and this person you're gifting it to. And if you guys need that, let me know because I could make that. And I am going to add more to my Etsy shop. So that's a really sentimental one that everyone has loved when I've given them. Anything homemade. Anything homemade is so nice anyone loves a uh i shouldn't say anyone i love a homemade gift i love giving homemade gifts a lot of people i know love homemade gifts and i think it's a great gift like i am crocheting a couple gifts for people this year it's something that you put a lot of time into so maybe not the best if you don't have time but or if you're not crafty which i'm not and i still do it so you not having craft skills is not an excuse that is a great gift so those are some gifts to maybe give some of the harder people out there. You could also get some realistic ones, actually. Like, I always appreciate when people give me socks. Believe it or not, 
I hope I don't get a bunch of socks sent to me now. <laughs> oh, I don't like when people send me socks. I'm just kidding, I do. But also don't send me socks, please. But I also, I always joke about it. I feel like someone steals one of my socks all the time. I never have matching socks, so when I get socks, as long as it's not like a 50-pack, I kind of like it. And especially if they're nice socks, like one of my, my friend Callie actually got me socks with my dog on them. That's a nice sentimental gift too, which I'm not going to, because I know some of my friends and family might be listening to this, but I have some, hmm, I'll, I'll just uh, leave it at that, never mind. But that's a good thing. You could put your face on socks. You could put your dog's face on socks. Socks are good. For anyone. Everyone needs socks. Everyone needs toilet paper. Maybe get some with toilet paper. That's a realistic one. Everyone needs a phone charger too. So you, if you really are stuck, think of some realistic gifts. And there are certain things that just everyone needs. No matter who they are. Socks, toilet paper, phone charger. You know, all that stuff. If you have someone that you need to get a gift for that's really into self-love, maybe you want to give them a journal, maybe you could even write the first page of the journal, like their little card, that would be cute, you could maybe make them a candle, candles aren't too hard to make, and that's sentimental also, and everyone loves a candle, especially those that are really into self-love, you can maybe get them a bottle of wine, a bathtub caddy maybe a good book to put on the bathtub caddy that sort of thing candle all that goes together journal all that goes together mm, that sounds like a good gift to me also a bath bomb is a great gift to give to someone <laughs> I'm laughing because I will never forget when I was flying home from University of Hawaii Obviously, my parents came to my graduation, and we were all flying home. They wanted to kill me because I had a lot of stuff. I was just leaving stuff behind. That's a good... Uh, so, if anyone's ever in Hawaii at the end of the semester, go to University of Hawaii. People just leave surfboards, bikes, mini fridges off the side of the road. Like, you could get some good stuff for free because when you think about it, it's expensive you can't bring a lot of stuff back I was leaving my bike I was leaving everything that reminds me so I think it was for my gra one of my graduation gifts was a set of bath bombs and obviously we had to fly back we weren't swimming back to New York so we flew back and I made my parents pack very lightly so they could fit all my stuff in their many suitcases I think we all brought two back so we brought a lot back and one of the things we had to bring back were the bath bombs I got as a graduation gift. And my mom got pinked for some reason. She was the one that had it in her suitcase because I had to divvy up all my stuff. I, there was a lot of stuff I had to leave behind also. And a lot of stuff I shipped actually too, especially textbooks. But my mom got the suitcase of the bath bombs and she got stopped. I think we all actually got stopped. We just had so much stuff in there. At the last minute, we were like throwing stuff in. And they were like, what do you have in there? And my mom's like, bombs. And they like pinned her against the wall. 
she did not think clearly because bath bombs you have to make that clear you can never say bombs in a airport they pinned her against the wall <laughs> she had to get questioned it was bad so learn from her mistake never say bombs whether they're bath bombs or i don't know what other kind there are out there but don't do that but that's a good gift bath bombs are a good gift i love i love me a good bath and a good bath bomb uh so a lot of different self-love gifts you give out there for those that are broke this holiday season this list is for you so you could make something that's all always a nice gift whether it be even if it, if you, if you're really broke you could just make a card for someone they'll appreciate that or hopefully they will you can make someone maybe like a little batch of cookies i do that every year i start baking december 1st i try to bake a batch of cookies a night and i freeze it and then i put all christmas assortments together you could make someone even a song something like that just make something be creative make something for someone scavenger hunt i've done that so if you need ideas just come my way coupon book like i said that's a good one uh or maybe just a pet rock <laughs> coal maybe you know if someone's been a little bit bad <laughs> um what else can you do you could print a photo you like of this person maybe this person and you and put it in a frame you could set a date for something in the future or maybe get tickets to something i guess if you get tickets to something you have to pay for it up front but you could set a date for something in the future like we're going to dinner this date i made reservations if you're really broken you just have to wait for a paycheck that's something you could do and just make sure you follow through um i said you can make a personal playlist or a song like on the spot of on the sweatshirt but you can make a personal playlist and if you can't even buy the sweatshirt or something you're putting it on just make a personal playlist and send it to them or you could put it on like an old iPod you have of yours. Or even like burn it on a CD. Remember when we used to do that? I used to burn my friend's CDs for their Sweet 16. Oh my goodness. I'm getting old. Anyways, you could do a lot of different things. Just an activity for a loved one. Promise you're going to do something. That sort of thing. Anything's appreciated. Christmas is not all about gift giving. It's about making people feel loved so remember that i figured lastly i would end it with some of my favorite things i own and there's so many so i tried to narrow it down into like five to ten i don't know how many i have one two three four five six seven hmm, that's not that bad i have a lot but i tried to narrow it down into like things normal people would like because sometimes i'm a little bit nerdy and i like some weird things but these are some of the things I love and especially newer things I've gotten that are probably good gift giving things. So one being my Kindle. I have a Kindle paperweight. It is so nice. I even have like now I have the ring that goes on my finger and when I'm on the Stairmaster all I do is tap it and it switches the pages for me. I freaking love my Kindle. So get a kindle if you don't have it or give a kindle if they don't have it also i have a projector 
those that know me know I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't care about having a TV. Even though I do have a TV, but I don't even have it up because that's how little I watch TV. Because I fall asleep all the time now when I watch TV shows or movies. But a projector is so nice. You could bring it anywhere. I could mirror my phone off of it. I have a fire stick that I plug in. And you could do so much with the projector. They're so inexpensive and you could just put it anywhere. The downfall is of it, or at least of mine, is kind of has to be dark. Another thing I really love, especially tonight because it's going to be cold, is my heated blanket. I feel like a lot of women would love that. Heated blanket is great. And on that same page, a heated jacket. I love my heated jacket so much. It's something with, it's a brand, something with a V. And you basically charge the battery pack, you put it in. It also charges your phone. So, heated jacket, heated blanket, great for the women out there. I also have really nice headphones I love that... I take to the gym, wireless, waterproof because I sweat a bunch on the Stairmaster. Also don't know what they are off the top of my head, but inexpensive. If you're interested, let me know and I'll let you know the brand. Um, also on here I have my fake Lululemon fanny pack. I think I got it for like $4 on Amazon and it looks exactly like the Lululemon one and it's waterproof. I wear it often. I wear it out to bars even, breweries. I wear it on my dog walks. It's nice because it goes like right near you. I just put my phone in there, my keys, my wallet, whatever. I love it and I've had it for like, I don't know, two years now. Still have it. Looks brand new. Looks just like Lululemon and I spent, hmm, what, like $90, $90 less. So let me know if you want that link. And also something that I do love Something that I don't use as often now are my dog cameras. I call them my dog cameras, but technically they could be used for anything. I just always used to have them in front of Garrison's cage because he was a bad boy. Now he really isn't because he is surrounded by people that love him and he knows it and he loves us too. But he's a good boy. I mean, I still have one pointed to my door and you could like scroll back on it. I think I paid $20 on Amazon. Who knows what they are now, but that's another thing. I feel like all those things are pretty generic. I think a lot of people would like. So let me know if any of those fancy your tickle. Tickle your fancy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. One day I'll get a quote right. Tickle your fancy. Is that it? So let me know if one of those tickle your fancy or if you're interested and I'll send you the link because Almost every single one I said was very inexpensive because, you know, it's a world of inflation and we got to be savvy. Oh, and also I have a bunch of different apps to save money on. I've been really, I've been really, call me the coupon queen. I've been so smart with my money and saving and like getting the coupons and stuff. But yeah, so any Christmas shopping needs you need, I'm your girl. Any coupon apps you want, I'm also your girl. I just deposited $80 that I got from scanning in receipts into my bank account today. That was nice. But Christmas season is upon us. And that being said, I've been talking way too much, so I'm going to go now. Some things I'm looking forward to, because that's how I always end it, are December. 
because that's next month and I'm looking forward to it. Christmas, I'm going to the Middleburg Christmas Parade with all the hounds I'm really excited for. SantaCon, I always go to, dressing up as Cindy Lou Who. Uh, finding out what other battles life will throw at me, curveballs life will throw at me this month. And also, I love December because I always take November to really hone in on what I'm thankful for. And then December, I really take as a month to reflect back on the year. The good decisions I made, maybe the bad decisions, maybe how I can improve next year, those goals I want to set up for next year, maybe the goals I achieved, that sort of thing. I just really love reflecting back upon the entire year and setting up my next year. So hope you guys are excited for December as well. It's going to be a great month and I'm excited for it. And maybe next month, I'll try to do this episode a little bit sooner so I don't have to rush. But that probably won't be the case. Thank you, everyone. As always, if you listen this far, you are a true one. Love y'all. See you next month.